joining us today and to worship of the Lord and to bless his wonderful name. As I said earlier, we're doing a drama series this uh, month. Today, next Sunday, we'll be talking about freedom from regret. The last week, we'll be talking about freedom from hurt. Amen. Today, we're going to be talking about freedom from worry and fear. Amen. We're just believing that God will help us here today. Uh, before we do that and we begin our ministry time, I want to give an opportunity to continue your worship and your giving today and just bless the Lord in your giving. Our ushers are preparing to wait upon you on today. And uh, as they do that, let me just give you a few announcements. Uh, the food uh, distribution is today, immediately following the service this morning. If you would like to... Uh, need some assistance in that, just go directly around the back to the back corner, and there will be people at the uh, back side of the church there to assist you. Also, uh, tab connections. For those who are just new to the tabernacle, we have a uh, three-week uh, deal that we talk to you. I get to meet you. You can talk to me and, and also with other leaders here in the church and just get to know any questions you might have, and also to help you better understand uh, why we do what we do here at the Tabernacle. And then uh, also uh, the, we have um, life groups that started last Sunday. Amen. Pastor Kevin told me we had over 150 of you that joined us in a life group last week. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. That's awesome. And uh, if you haven't got connected yet, it's not too late. You can still get connected to that and be involved in that and be blessed. And so if you need some assistance, you can see there's uh, flyers in the back at the uh, information booth. Also, you can see Pastor Kevin. He can direct you and help you in that as well. And uh, so we're so thankful that you're taking part of that. And then, as I said, next Sunday we'll be doing the series on breaking free from that life of regret. All right. Uh, today we want to continue our worship and giving, so if you prepare your hearts now for giving, our ushers are going to come and assist you with that, and uh, just bless the Lord in your giving. The Bible says for us to be joyful in our giving, right? To be happy and be free in our giving. So, uh, as I've said other times, if, if it looks like that your neighbor's having a hard time giving, just get in their wallet and help them out, and uh, maybe you can switch wallets. Maybe that'll work. All right. But just uh, bless the Lord in your giving today, right? Be joyful in your giving and what you give to the Lord. Just be, uh, be joyful in it and allow the Lord to minister to you today. Father, we thank you for this privilege that we have this morning just to be able to give. God, we know that in, in this uh, society, in the time we're living, in this downturn, it seems that it, many are, are struggling. But, God, it, it's that of putting you first that really does make the difference. God, of just saying, God, we're going to commit ourselves to you, commit our time, our talent, and our treasures, and putting you first. And you promised us, if we would put you first, that you would add all these other things to us. So today, as we bring our tithe and we bring our offerings and give it to you first, we pray that you will bless the remainder and cause it to be more than enough to supply our needs. And we give you thanks and praise for it in Jesus' name, and amen. God bless you in your giving today.
love, I love scary movies. Any sci-fi fans out there? Huh? Track, long, 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 long. How about some horror fan films? Oh, dude, I love them. I love those movies that's got, uh, like, the freaky creatures, and it's got, like, their bodies are all morphed, and they're like, Aah. I like the ones that, you know what I'm talking about? They got, like, feet for hands and hands for feet, so they're just, like, walking around going, Aah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you do. Okay, good. Cool. Ooh, um, I remember this one time I got really scared. Uh, I like watched this one movie, and it freaked me out. And um, I remember one time I, I was laying in my room, just mind my own business, right? And I was I got to turn off the TV right after the movie, and one of those one of those really scary creatures that came in my room. It was just like the ones like like raptors from Jurassic Park. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that it just like creeped in my room. It went like a little like this. It went. And um, it had gone. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to that. That's kind of embarrassing. Oh, well, this one time, you got to hear this. Uh, I'll stay the night with my uh, one of my best friends, uh, Rev. And um, Rev, he is like, hey, won't you, uh, you, won't you sleep on the floor? I'll sleep on my bed. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> but anyways, uh, he's like, I'll sleep on bed and... Uh, that night we just rented Evil Doubles Trouble Part 2. We weren't supposed to, but we snuck it in. It was so awesome. So we watched it, and it was time for bed. So, you know, we are like, all right, bro, good night, man. He's like, all right, fine. So I will never forget this night. This really, 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 really scary creature came into my room. And Rev was sleeping here, okay? And I was sleeping right here, man. But he came in a room, and I just remember like it was yesterday, he came in like this. It was one of those little evil devil trolls. You know what I'm talking about? It was like, oh gosh, I'm just so freaking out right now talking to you about it. He just came in like this. It was like really little. He just came in like this. And he would come in, and he'd go, <laughs> You laugh, but you don't know, okay? It was freaky, man, okay? But he came in the room, and I was sleeping right there, and he was just going around going crazy. I was just sleeping, and he went, yeah, I'm going to get you in rap tonight, and you're not going to live to see the light of day. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm, I was like, freaking, I was like, rap, rap, wake up. He was going, I was like, rap, there's an evil devil troll in your room. Wake up, dude. He was like, I was like, oh, my gosh. And the dude was going, He didn't have a gun, so I was just like, a oh, baseball butt. didn't have a baseball butt. So I just freaked out, and I went to the closet. I was like, oh. Oh. Calm down, man. Don't be hungry. Just some bad pizza you ate. Mm. Oh, gosh, it's real, man. I was stuck in the closet. I'm going to down the closet. Oh, my gosh, it's still there. I didn't know what to do. Fear and worry had stricken my life. And it was waking out. But 
something rose up inside of me. He started going towards Rev. He was going to get my best bro. I was like, uh-uh, dude, this ain't going down. I'm going to be like, macho man, oh, yeah, up the top rope. So he started going after a friend. He's going, yeah. I was like, I, I had to do something. So I busted out of the closet door. I was like, no, and I picked it up, and I wrestled it. But I was like, up the top rope, boom. And I got it, and I got him a headlock, and I was squeezing it, and he was hairy, and he was furry, he had long, sharp teeth, and I kept squeezing, and I squeezed him, I squeezed the life out of him, and he just kept laughing, he kept going, because <laughs> my strength was no power compared to his, and I knew there was no hope, so I just threw it down, I was so worried about Rip, he was going to die, and I ran over to the white switch I flipped it on, and it was, um... It was a Tickle Me Elmo doll from the sister's room. And, uh, yeah, that one, embarrassing. But, um, you know, I learned something that night. I learned that God doesn't want me to be afraid of silly stuff. And I remember my mama, she got me this Bible. And uh, it says this. She showed me this verse. It says this. He says, You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow by day, or the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, or the evil devil troubles. <laughs> so I was like, maybe if I start, you know, stop filling my life with all this junk, stop making myself worry and fear and doubt. Maybe I uh, won't look like a wuss and be so scared. No fear! (laughs) Thanks.
Did you need to sit down? Give me your purse, lady, and nobody gets hurt, see? Do you want my paper also? No. Uh, I don't want the paper. Are you okay? Yes. No. No, I'm not okay. Maybe I didn't get enough rest last night or I'm out of practice. You're the third person I've tried this on today and no reaction. Nothing. Not a zippopotamus. Uh, well, I was really interested in this article I was reading. Um, do you want to give it another try? No, the moment has passed. Oh, come on. I'm paying attention now. Give me, give me no, your best shot. No, no. Ah! Oh, no. So scary. You're just patronizing me now? No, no. I think my heart rate is racing. Seriously. No, it's not just you. I'm, I must be losing my touch. What's this? Hey. Hey, kid, pop quiz today. States and their capitals, and you didn't study. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh. oh what do you mean? Ah. <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. Well, fine. You just watch this one. Hey, hey, lady, the test results are in, and they're not good, are they? I'll just take this to my father. Oh, uh, come on, that was just low. Uh, hey, it, it's what I do. I am fear, after all. Well, I, it was worry, but wasn't very convincing, so I changed it. You know, people say they're different, but they're really not. Well, uh, did you see what she said? Uh, I'll take it to my father. I don't know what... She thinks he's going to do. Of course you wouldn't understand. Look, you look, you seem like a pretty nice guy and all, but other than the whole, you know, scaring people part. Well, that's my job. I know, but stick with me here. I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. What is your name? It's Bob. Bob? Your name is Bob Fear? Well, my dad wanted to name me Have, like Have Fear, but Mom said it was too trendy. <laughs> right. Okay, Bob, you seem pretty passionate about your job and all, but yeah. the truth is the market for fear or worry is shrinking. Well, what do you mean? There's tons of things to worry about. There's, there's the economy and sickness and phobias and wars and the decay of our family values and there's, there's global warming. Well, what well, it worries people. Oh, and there's a pregnant at 40. What? <laughs> There's tons of things for me to do. Well, I agree with you there, Bob. There will always be challenges in life like those you mentioned. It's just people are finding what are better ways of coping with them rather than fear and worry. Oh, now that hurts. Oh, don't cry. You want a tissue? Here, here I got a tissue for first. Uh -huh. <laughs> people, are, people are tired of sleepless nights and anxious feelings, and they're tired of snapping at the ones they love the most. They're walking away from those feelings and walking toward freedom in Christ. They're, having, they're taking the command to have no fear to heart. Well, what did I ever do to them? Well, let's just tackle some other job opportunities. Do you have anything that you're passionate about or anything that you're really good at or any secret hidden talent? Uh, well, I, I can burp the ABCs. Yeah, I learned that one in college. Uh, and I've always been a people person. 
Why, I like what I do. I, I, I like the uniform and seeing the adrenaline rush kicks I get. <laughs> well, what's your, this other shirt's important to you? Well, yeah, yeah, I, I like my, my uniform. As a matter of fact, black makes me look skinny. <laughs> All right, well, we might be able to work. Hold on just a second. What? Let's move this stuff around. Put this here. Look, there we go. That looks better. Earth? Earth. Come on, Bob. All right, all right. It says free, free, right? Like freedom from fear and worry, right? Right, and we can look at it as a new career. And who doesn't like the word free? And it's a very slimming word on you. Really? Yeah, look. Look, there's a dog walker. Do you want to give it a shot? Oh, you mean like uh, give it a test run or something, Yeah, let's right? give it a test run. Uh, that's a good idea. Let's try it. You're free! Oh, come on, you're scared or softer, Bob. It's got to be oh, easier. Sorry, sorry ma'am. He's oh, new with this. I'll have to practice. you got to practice. Yeah, come on. know today you can be free. And uh, we've had a little humor today to the message, but the reality is many people are suffering, dealing with worry and fear in their lives. But I've come with good news today on this first day of Real Life Sermon Series, and that is that you can be free from the life of worry, life of fear. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. I know you're not supposed to worry, right? I try not to, but sometimes it's hard not to worry when you're dealing with the things of this life. Uh, just the word alone, worry, is from the Greek word, which means to choke or to strangle. And that's exactly what worry does to us. It chokes uh, the life out of us. It strangles us until we can't breathe any longer. The economy is tight and jobs are unstable. And I know so many people today that are dealing with things just trying to pay their bills, let alone to get ahead in life. And we have all of these things that are going on. We have the college that is coming up for our kids. We have uh, parents that are getting older. We have all kinds of things that are going on in our world. How do you keep children safe today? How, how is it that you can, you can protect them at all times? You can't do it. You let them, have to let them go out into a world that is very tough. And there's little kids that are already 8, 10, 12 years old that are in bondage to pornography and drugs and even some of them in middle school that are in sexual activity. And we see all of these things, little kids, and to be honest with you, that scares me. And then there's some personal things too. You know, somebody loves you and the doctor, they go to the doctor and and they say, we need to take some more tests. And they begin to run those tests are done. But how many know they don't give you the test results immediately? 
You have to wait. And it's in that waiting process. It takes a few days and and you begin to wonder. You begin to worry. You begin to ask yourself, what if? You know what I'm saying. What if? Your mind begins to race and you keep asking yourself in the middle of the night, what if it's cancer? What if it is incurable? What if? What if? And we worry about these things that are not even uh, yet in our life, but worry takes and strangle, put a stranglehold, a chokehold on us till we can't sleep at night, till we can't breathe during the day, and we're worried, we're worried. I admit to you that I worry sometimes. I worry sometimes about the church. I worry at times about my family. I worry that I do a good enough job. I worry that I share the gospel in such a manner that that people won't have to spend eternity in hell, that I present the gospel clearly to them. These are the things that I lay awake at night and wonder, did I do a good enough job so that lives can be changed? What if sometimes will make your chest tight? It keeps you awake at night. You can't get settled. And a lot of people really think that worry is their friend. They say, you know, well, I just can't help but to worry. And and we act like that we almost hold on to worry as though if we do not worry, something worse is going to happen. Right? And so we almost have this thought that if we don't do something, if we don't worry, then something worse is going to happen. And I know uh, whenever we, uh, we that are Christians, we try to make it sound better. We don't worry, we're concerned. Our concerns keep us awake at night. Our concerns choke us to death. Whatever you want to call it, worry, concern, fear, it chokes the life out of us. It causes us to have sleepless nights. And you almost think that, that something worse is going to happen if we don't show our concerns or our worries. And there's got to be something about worry that we recognize that it is not our friend. In fact, worry is our greatest, one of our greatest enemies. Worry is not from God, but worry is from the enemy. Amen. It is one of the tools that Satan uses to destroy our faith and teach us and train our minds to worry and to fret. Amen. Here's the scripture that we need to remember in Romans 14 and 23. Everything that does not come from faith is sin. Everything that does not come from faith is sin. And in so many ways, worry is the opposite of faith. If anything, it, does, it, it takes us from a place of not having faith in God and having faith in the evil one. Amen. It says, I believe the worst possible scenario is going to happen. Amen. Faith, it's faith that bad things are going to happen rather than faith in God that good things are going to happen. So let's define this word faith today. A working definition of faith is this. It is we could say worry is a sin that of distrusting the promises and the power of God that is available for our lives. Worry 
is the distrust of the promises that God has given me, the power of God that is working in my life, and it says that he, God, is not able to take care of me, that he is not able to work this thing out for me, and so therefore I must be worried about it. I must take control of it. It is a sin that we must acknowledge. Amen. It is a sin of distrusting the promises of God, the power of God. And we say we don't know if God's going to come and help us or not. In fact, here's what scripture says in 2 Timothy, our golden text for today. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, of anxiety, of tension, and worry, but God has given us his spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Fear is the enemy of faith. It is interesting to me that fear not is found 366 times in scripture. It tells us 366 times God comes by scripture and tells us fear not. That's one for every day and he didn't forget leap year. He said fear not today. Fear not the next day comes. He says fear not today. 366 times he says don't fear. Don't fear what you're facing. Don't fear what's going on in your life. Understand that I've got you covered. Amen. Many people are of fear of failure. And we, we must embrace the truth that unless you are Jesus Christ and unless you don't do anything, you will fail. Let me say that again. Unless you're Jesus Christ and unless you don't do anything, you will fail. So don't fear it. Just embrace it. It's part of the growing process towards success, right? I mean, no, uh, Henry Ford failed many times before he ever got the A, oh, what is it, A1 or 1A, something like that. It was before my time. But before he made it, he failed many times. Colonel Sanders failed so many times. He took his first Social Security check after failing over and over again and started finger-licking chicken. You can't fear failure. You've got to embrace it and say, I may fail, but it's just the process of getting to where I need to go. It is the process of success. Amen? And James says this in James 3 and 2. He said, we all stumble... Every single one of us stumble. Amen. But he said, if anyone uh, never is at fault, James says, then he is a perfect man. We all stumble. We all fail unless you never try to do anything. But when you try, you will stumble and you will fall. Amen. But the interesting thing is this, that we can overcome fear and we can overcome worry and we don't have to be held hostage by it because Proverbs 24 comes on and tells us that though a righteous man falls seven times a day, amen, what does he do? Amen, the Bible says he rises again. He gets back up. Amen, that's what happens when you get knocked down. We stand back up. 
When you stumble, you get back up. When you fall, you get back up. Amen. You cannot please God without taking faith risks. Look at this scripture, Hebrews 11 and 6 said, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, without stepping out of that comfort zone into a land of faith and trusting God, it is impossible, absolutely impossible to please Him. You cannot play safe and please God. You cannot bury your talent and please God. Just like Peter in the New Testament, some people said that Peter failed. Because if if you know this story, Jesus says, come, and Peter gets out of the boat and starts walking on the water. He goes for a distance, and the scripture says that he took his eyes off of Jesus and he went under. And, And I've heard preacher after preacher talk about this and how that Peter failed, but Peter didn't fail. Let me tell you who failed. It was those 11 other guys sitting in the boat that didn't try that wouldn't get out of the boat. All of them have the invitation to come to Jesus, but only one of them have the strength to get up and get out of the comfort zone and go to where Jesus was. Amen. And we have to understand today that yes, we're going to fail. Yes, we're going to stumble. And yes, we're going to fall. But what do we do when we stumble? What do we do when we fall? We get back up again. Amen. And the Bible said that our God is an ever-present help in the time of our troubles. Amen. What did Jesus say about worry? Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25, he said, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. You are not more, are you not more valuable than they are? Jesus said, do not worry about your life. This word, this word life here, the Greek word is translated as life. And what, what it means here, this word that is translated as life, what it means is your whole life, your total life. And so he is talking about your mental life your physical life, your emotional life, your spiritual life. It means your yesterday's life, your today's life, and your future life. Your whole life. He says, don't take any thought for it. I've got you covered. Amen. In other words, he says, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Basically because the Heavenly Father has already got you covered. He has already got you taken care of and you don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to worry about today because you can put your trust and your confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus is saying. I've got you covered. I've got your back. And yet so many of us, even as believers, we still worry. We still stay awake at night playing the what-if game. 
going over and over different scenarios, agonizing, thinking the worst of every situation, wondering if it can ever get worse until the fear and the tension continues to build up and we get knots in our stomach and we get ulcers and we get headaches and our back is hurting and our neck is hurting and we wake up in the morning tired because we've had such a restless night. We're stressed about today. We're stressed about our future. We're stressed about things that we don't even know if we're going to have to deal with it or not. But we take it on anyways and we worry. Amen. And when we worry, we worry until we come into a place of depression. Because you can't continue to meditate and think on negative things and not get depressed. And we've become hostage to worry. It's got us by the throat and it's choking the life out of us. But James 1 and 2 said, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. God asks us to do one thing. He asks us, amen, and that, what he asks us is very clear. The word of God says, what are you going to do? Are you going to allow worry to control your life? And then God comes and asks us, he said, take every thought captive. Every vain imagination and everything that exalts itself above the name of Christ. He said, take those imaginations and that thought life and get a hold of your thought life and bring it under submission to the word of God. Bring it under submission to the promise of God, the provision of God, the plan of God for your life. Amen. And, and, but we choose to play this what if trail. Well, what if this happens? Oh my goodness, what am I going to do if this happens? And we worry about what if. Not recognizing that God has already provided everything for us. Amen. This is a, a thought based on fear. That God is not going to come through for me. God isn't going to provide for me. He's not going to take care of me. And so I have to grab hold of this worry. And allow it to dominate and control my life. And it takes that runway and thought. And you've got to take it captive. And bring it under the obedience of Christ. Because you see, what scripture says is this. He said, think on those things that are pure. Those things that are lovely. Those things that are admirable. Those things are, are excellence. And those things that are praiseworthy. He said, think on these things. So whenever your mind starts running away, maybe I, I've got this project at school that I'm working on. And, and my thought and my worry is I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flunk out. I'm going to bomb on this project. Amen. But it's going to be horrible, you might say. But what does the scripture say? God said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. So I take that thought captive and I make it in obedience to the voice and the word of God. Amen. You say, oh, I'm always going to be depressed. I'm never going to be, over, be able to overcome this situation. 
My life is always going to be miserable. I can never be able to conquer this thing. Wait a minute. That's not what the Word of God says. No, God says He works all things to bring about good to those who love the Lord and who are called according to His purpose. Amen. And so I take those things, those thoughts captive and make it in obedience to Christ. And I retrain my mind. I retrain it not to run away with worry and fear. But that's honestly, we have to train our minds to do that. We've thought, we've thought like Adam so long, and we've been in this process of Adam so long, that when we ask Christ into our life, we must retrain our minds. Be not conformed unto this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word mind is suke. It means your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so I take them into sub- subject to the Word of God, and I begin to renew the, my mind, my will, and my emotions to begin to think like Christ, begin to act like Christ, and begin to do what Christ would do. Amen? And so we, we have to grab hold of those runaway thoughts the dis- and that are disobedient, those thoughts that are, that are not according to the Word of God. As you immerse yourself in truth, as you read his word over and over and over again, he will renew your mind. And suddenly, instead of thinking worryful thoughts and fearful thoughts, you'll begin to think faith thoughts. Not faith in what the enemy can do to you, but faith in what God has already provided for you. He has already provided your salvation. He has already provided your peace. He has already provided joy. He has already provided everything that pertains to life and godliness. But we must be willing to say, I'm going to take these thoughts into captivity and I'm going to bring them under subjection to the will and the promises and the plan of God for my life. I'm going to give God what God asked me to do. And then I'm going to give God what I cannot do. What does the scripture say? In Philippians 4 and 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And watch this. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Glory to God. So don't be anxious. Pray. Talk to the Father. And he says when we do, that the peace of God will surpass your understanding. You might be in a storm, but you've got the peace of God. Your family may be in chaos but you've got the peace of God. You may have lost your job, but you've got the peace of God. The doctor's report has come back negative, but you've got the peace of God. And you'll hold on to that peace. Why? Because God, we guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. 
Now, what we typically happens is this. Things bother us, and we say, okay, God, we're going to give it to you. And we bring it to the altar. We bring it to our time in prayer, and we say, God, we're going to give it to you. Here it is. I can't do this. I acknowledge I can't do this. I give it to you now. Right? Then we say, okay, God, you're taking too long. I'm going to have to work this out. And we take it back. And we begin to say, we've got to make something happen. We've got to work it out. I want to ask you something today. And you can just have, this is just yes and no questions that you can respond to. Can you heal anyone from cancer? No, you can't do that. Can Jesus heal? Yes, he can. So what's the reason for me to worry when the doctor's report comes back? If I cannot heal from cancer, should I not not worry about that but give it to the one who can? Can you protect your children from all danger? No, but God can give his angels charge over them. That while you are not present, his angels can protect them. So we give that to God. God, I can't take care of Jordan. I can't protect destiny the best of my ability. It is going to be weak, but God... I just give them to you today that you will put your angels charge over them and you will protect them as they go to school and you'll protect them as uh, wherever they may go, right? Can you change your spouse? Don't be hitting them so hard. I see them rocking. You can't change them, right? Neither can they change you, right? But God can. Not only can God change your spouse, he can change you. Amen? Because the truth of the matter is, is when we talk about others, generally it's not the others that need it so much as it is us. Not my brother nor my sister, but it's me, oh God. Standing in the need of prayer. Can God change anything at all? Is there anything that he cannot change? I submit to you today that there is nothing that God cannot change. That God cannot take it and turn it around. That God has the power not only in heaven but in earth. Amen. And even if it is not so, he has the authority when he speaks it, it becomes so. Because he has authority and power, God can do all things. Amen? No matter what happens in your life, you must trust God. No matter if God does what I want him to do, no matter if, if he does something else, no matter what happens, I will trust God. Amen? This is what Jesus said. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these other things will be given to you as well. Amen. This is what Jesus said. 
He said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Why not worry about tomorrow? Because tomorrow I have enough worries. And you're not even promised tomorrow. So why worry about something that you're not even facing? Amen. But here's the truth of it is that God is already in tomorrow. I said God is already there. And so you don't have to worry about tomorrow because where you're going, God is already there. He is an ever-present help in the time of your trouble. Amen. Time is not an issue for him. He is already there. No matter what happens, I will trust God. I've walked with him in enough yesterdays to know that he is the God of my today. And that he will not do exactly what I'm asking him to do, but he will do according to the counsel of his will. What's best for me. He's working those things out for my good. So, you want to stop worrying no matter what? Put your trust in God. That's the picture that you need to see here today. No matter what, put your trust in God. If you don't know Him as Savior of your life, if you don't know Him as your personal Lord, if you do not understand even the thought of of salvation or accepting Christ as your personal Savior. It's not a religious crutch. It is a reality of a relationship that you can have with a real God that you can really trust. And when you put your trust and your confidence in Him, I promise you, He will never fail you and He will never let you down. But this is the choice that I must make. If God does what I think he should do, I trust him. If God doesn't do what I think he should do, I trust him. If I pray and believe God for a miracle and he does it, I trust him. If my worst nightmare comes to reality... And I become like Job and says, the thing I feared the most has come upon me. I still know he is sovereign. And I choose to trust him. I believe he has a plan to bless me and to prosper me and not to harm me. But to give me a hope and to give me a future. And he has an expected end in mind for me and for you. But I must trust him. No one can change or stop the life of worry and fear but you. The choice is yours today. My name is Worry. I'm at sea. I still life. I still confidence. I still peace. You may know me as fear. I hate light. But I love dark. You want to know something else about me? I may seem all big and bad. 
no, I'm not. It's kind of weak. I mean, I don't exist if you don't let me. I don't survive if you don't feed me. I don't live if you choose to kill me. But you don't. My name is Worry. I've kept kings from coming kings. I've held back helping hands. I've sent armies marching through lands. I've forced you to sit down and not take a stand. Because that's what I do. My name is Worry. I used to be the monster in your closet. Now I'm the monster in your everyday life. You let me own you. You let me control you. You let me slow you down to a boring pace. My name is Worry, and you all too well know my face. My name is Worry. I need no introduction. You know who I am. I'm here because you say it so. My name is Worry, and I was invited here. If that wasn't true, well, I wouldn't be here. So, but you see, I can't stay if you don't let me. I can't live if you choose to kill me. I can't be broken if you just break me. But you don't. My name's Worry until you say it isn't. But you don't. choice is ours today. Will we choose to live a life of worry and fear? Or will we make a decision today, a conscious decision, that we're going to stop worry and we're going to stop fear and we're going to trust God with our today as well as our tomorrow? Just bring the house lights up a little bit today. I want to give you a couple of scriptures. Proverbs 3 and 5 said, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but on all of your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Worry is a sin that I refuse to live with. Because it's a sin of distrusting the promises and the power of God that has been provided for my life. And I will not insult God, my God, that way. I believe He is who He said He is. I believe He is capable of doing what He said He would do. I believe He is willing to do what I need Him to do. And He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I'm able to even ask or think. You're here today, you're worried about things. And you just, they, this whole thing today has just resonated with you. You're in that bondage of worry and fear. You wonder, will I ever get out of the prison or not? But the good news is, is God has given us the keys today. He's given us the keys that we don't have to live in that prison cell of fear and worry any longer. That leads to depression and oppression and giving in to the thought that 
It'll never be any better than what it is. But I've come with the good news of the gospel today to tell you that Jesus really does love you and that he really does care about you. And the fact of it is, is he has provided a way that you can have life and have it more abundantly. And so today, let me ask you a question. Will you take the keys that he has provided that your tomorrow can be different than your yesterday? Will you make the choice today to say, I will not worry, I will not fear, but I'm going to give it to God. Maybe you're here today and you're worried because you don't know if you've done enough right things. You don't know if you've done enough right to outweigh the wrong. You don't know if you've done enough good to outweigh the bad. And you ask yourself today, is it really possible for my life to be different than what I have had? I've got good news for you today. You can't be good enough. You don't have to worry about, can I make it? Because it's not about you. It's about what Jesus has already done. And he died on a cross so we wouldn't have to be in bondage to worry and fear and condemnation and guilt any longer. But he has set us free. The best that we can do is not good enough. But God cares enough that he sent his son to this earth so that I could have life and have it more abundantly. Not just in this a world to come, but in the world I'm now in. If you don't have that peace, if you don't have that comfort, if you don't know him today to put your trust in him, then I give you an invitation today. Before you leave here, you can know him today. You can know this one that can set you free from guilt, fear, and worry. Would you stand with me this morning, please? the moment all possible no one moving around at this time I want to give two calls today I want to give a call to you that love God with all of your heart but you say Pastor Brian I'm in bondage to worry and fear I love God but I'm so overwhelmed and I feel like I'm in that prison, feel like I'm in that cell and I want to be free today from the bondage of fear and worry. Can I see your hands today? God bless you. Bless you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I want to ask another call, and that is this. He said, Pastor Brian, I don't know Christ as my personal Savior. I don't know him as Lord. I don't know him to call upon him 
Maybe you've had a relationship with him and, and you've drawn cold and indifferent in him. Maybe you've never known him. Maybe you've heard about him, but you've never experienced that personal relationship. But today, you want to just tr- put your trust in him. Today, you just want to depend upon him and say, God, I, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to give you the worry. I'm going to give you the fear. I'm going to trust you today with my life. Sir, those here today, I can see your hand. Let me see your hand today. I want to pray for you. If that's you, any today, God bless you. Any others today? Any others today? Praise God. I'm going to pray for you today. And then I want you to come this morning. You that have raised your hands. Don't allow fear to stop you today. But take that step and say, I'm going to make it. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to do it different. I'm going to give him my everything. I'm going to trust him with it all. Father, today I thank you for this time we have spent together in your presence. And now I'm asking you, God, that you will minister to each and every one. God, that has been bound or tormented by fear and worry and anxiety in their lives. God, some love you with their whole hearts, and yet they feel so tormented. They don't know that liberty, but today we've raised our hands and said, yes, God, we just want to give it all to you today. We're tired of the prison of worry. We're tired of fear, and we're just going to give it all to you today. Others, Father, have raised their hands and said, yes, I I need to renew that relationship. I need to know you as, as Savior, Lord of my life. And so I just cast it all on you today. I give it all to you today. Father, as they come this morning, I pray that you would just touch them with your Holy Spirit and empower them and change their lives for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name. As they sing this morning, as they play this morning, This altar is open to you. We've got folks that are ready to pray with you. If you're here and you're tormented, you're bound with worry or fear, this is your opportunity today to say, I'm going to totally depend upon God. So if you raised your hand because you're tormented with worry or fear or you raised your hand saying, I need him as my Savior, my Lord. I'm just going to give it all to him today. I'm tired of the game. I'm just going to lay it down to him today. Whatever you raised your hand for, would you come this morning and allow us to pray with you and believe God for this stronghold to be broken in your life and for victory to come to you this morning. Amen. As they sing, I want you to come. Come this morning.
Praise God. Can we give God praise today for touching us? different, not because of who we are or our backgrounds. Our lives are changed because of what Jesus has done for us. And we're so grateful and so thankful to him today. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God for these who have come today just to cast their cares, their worries, their anxieties upon God and put their total and complete trust in him. It's good to know that you're not just going to a, a wooden statue or you're going to something that has ears but can't hear but we're going to a real living God that hears that understands and reaches down and touches our lives amen I want to thank everybody today that's helped us to make this service possible each every week we have many, many people that make church possible, but today uh, some of those stood out more than usual, and uh, could you just help my cast, uh, thank my cast for helping me today. Amen. I believe greater things are yet to come, don't you? Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. If this is your first time, we pray that you filled out a prayer card on your way in. I'm telling you, God is answering our prayers. People are receiving jobs. People are bringing testimonies of healing and things that are going on. We believe in the power of prayer. And so if you have a prayer need, won't you write that down and let us pray with you and believe God for your life as well, okay? God bless you. I love you. See you on Wednesday night. Be sure to come back next week for the life free of regret. We'll see you then.